Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Law podcast. It was about a year ago when, you know, there was this little gubernatorial race going on in Virginia. And Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat nominee for governor of Virginia, stepped up on the debate stage and he said something that I think completely changed the path of that election. It really changed a lot that's going on in the United States of America. He said that parents do not have a right to get engaged or involved in what their children are being taught. That was it. He woke up a group of individuals, especially mothers, who really had not been involved in politics. And I think that when we go back and we look at what could be a positive outcome of COVID-19, the fact that parents were in the house with their kids and they finally saw what was going on in schools. I've always said that the most important elected position in the United States of America is school board. Because that's where you influence and you change the minds and the hearts of the future generations. That's where, as Andrew Breitbart said, politics flows downstream of the culture. And especially the culture flows downstream of your academic institutions. And so what is happening all across the United States of America is an awakening of parents who are all of a sudden realizing, I've got to get engaged, I've got to get involved, I've got to find out what is going on as far as the education or, shall we say, the indoctrination of my child. And don't think that just because, you know, I'm based here in Texas, that Texas is safe and secure. It is not. Because recently, if some of y'all remember, we had this thing at the South Lake, Texas, the uh, Carroll Independent School District, where they came out against the critical race theory. It was called the Cultural Competency Action Plan. The left is really good with manipulating language and creating these nebulous themes and everything. And, and the social emotional learning And it became such a huge issue that the NBC News people really came down and came after the folks here in South Lake, Texas. They even made like a little documentary of it. Guess what? They had yours truly in the documentary because I stood up and supported the parents in South Lake against this indoctrination. I don't understand how teaching kids that one group is supposed to be an oppressor and the other group is supposed to be oppressed permanently because of their skin color that's not how you teach our children. And Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child the way that they should go so that when they grow old, they shall not depart from it. We don't want to see that happening. Well, something new is happening just next door to South Lake in Keller, Texas, at the Keller Independent School District. Because so many of these school districts around the state of Texas are starting to dig in there and finding these obscene materials that are being taught to their kids. And I've seen some of these materials. It's pornographic. You start to look at the images and the messages and the things that are being sent. And I would just want you to understand is that if you were to take your child to a coffee shop or into a gas station or some of these pornographic materials being shown, the person that's 
owns that shop could be in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. because of obscenity laws. But for some way, shape, form, or fashion, we have these obscenity exemption laws for our school libraries, and especially going down into elementary school. And so there's a courageous woman that has stood up here in the Keller Independent School District here in Keller, Texas. Her name is Kathy May. Kathy May is a mother of four. She is the wife of a United States Marine Force reconnaissance kind of fighter. That's why Kathy's tough. I mean, if you're married to a Force Recon Marine, you're, you're doggone tough. She is a California native. She moved to Texas three years ago. But these are the type of Californians we would like to see moving here to Texas, not the people that want to bring those failed ideologies here. She has worked very hard in Keller Independent School District to expose the critical race theory and the social-emotional learning. But she has come under a lot of heat because not too long ago, she broke the story about the Gender Queen book last year, October, in the Keller ISD. And she has become a national news story. And I couldn't think of anybody better to have on the Steadfast and Loyal podcast than a mother that's on the front lines to make sure that her children are being educated not indoctrinated. Kathy, welcome to the Steadfast and Law Podcast. Thank you for having me. Give us a little bit about your background. What what brought you here to the state of Texas? Freedom. Freedom. Um, you know, we're a military family. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband probably would have been a, uh, a felon if we stayed in California with all the <laughs> well, guns and stuff Marine, he had. Well, he was a Marine. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and we kept moving east, and it was like, we can't move anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, we were in the Inland um, Empire, had great school district there, but um, like people were starting to come in from the coast yeah. and leaving their um, heroin needles like in our tot lots. And it was like, okay, we got to go. Yeah. We, we're out. And he always has wanted to move to Texas. And so we we're like, okay, Texas, the bastion of freedom. Let's go. Let's go. So we sold our house and moved here in 2019, and I have a lot of friends that are like, how did you know? How did you know that COVID was going to happen? Yeah. And you were actually in a freer state than the state of California. It's Much just, freer. Yeah. So um, that's, that's how we got here. But are you surprised with some of the things that you've seen here in the state of Texas? Because even here in Texas, we've got a governor, Republican, that has just recently renewed the emergency order over covid his emergency powers. And so, you know, two weeks to bend the curve is now turned into 30 months here. I'll, I'll tell you something I realized about Texas. Texas is filled with Bush Republicans. And the only way that we can keep Texas red is if we were to elect someone like you. Wow. Um, and Pay it, political announcement. <laughs> well, no, it's... It, it was really disheartening, especially like during COVID, that all these mandates and everything were coming down. I was like, wait, I thought I moved to Texas. Yeah. And um, it's, it's scary when, you know, your local representatives don't even have your back, yeah. you know, um, or come out and, you know, speak anything. I mean, a couple of representatives, I know Jared Patterson has been coming out. Um, Brian Slayton has been coming time, out. Yeah. yeah, he's a great man. Um, and speaking out about these issues, but everybody else is just quiet. They yeah. just, they don't have um, the emotional strength 
and physical strength to confront the media and say, this is wrong, this should not be happening. So how did you stumble upon what is happening here in the Keller Independent School District? I mean, was this something that you were intentionally looking at or you just got the inspiration to say, hey, look, maybe we need to check in and see what's going on here with our kids? Um, well, what happened was, was that there was a school board election in May of 21 and a BLM supporter um, was running. And a man was like, okay, I, I guess I got to run. And he ran against her. And um, a whole bunch of people got behind him and um, rallied against him. And I got myself off the couch and went and rallied for him and we got him elected. But on the campaign trail, people were talking about um, a diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm. white privilege training that had happened in Keller. And when I heard that, I was like, wait, I'm in Texas. <laughs> like, yeah. this shouldn't be happening here. And um, we did a lot of research, and we uncovered it, and we exposed CRT coming through the social-emotional learning department, um, exposed a lot of teachers. <laughs> and so people hate us because they think we're exposing teachers, but we're not. We're expo exposing the teachers that are pushing their own ideologies yeah. onto our children. Yeah. And so we get a lot of hate for that. Well, it's amazing to me. Here you are in Texas, supposed to be this bastion of freedom. Right. And you're getting people hating on you because you're bringing out an issue about freedom, right. educational freedom. Right. And the ability for our kids to be educated. And when you look at the standards of education here in Texas, we ain't doing mm -hmm. so great. Right. I mean, our fourth and fifth graders are not reading anywhere near the grade level. But yet we want to spend all of this time talking about their feelings and social-emotional learning exactly. and what have Exactly. Fifteen minutes, you know, is supposed to be um, SEL circle time or, you know, character strong time. And, you know, uh, it's just too much social stuff has crept into the schools, and this is why our test scores are down. Yeah. And we need to – we just flipped our school board. We need to cut out all the social stuff and just get back to academics. And that's what the school board's the trying basics. to do. But, of course, they're getting hate. You know, no, no, you can't do this. You know, um, you're targeting communities. No, we're not. If you want your kids to, you know, learn these things, you could teach that at home. School is not for that. Absolutely. Right. It's supposed to be about math and reading. And the interesting thing about reading is that, you know, from like K through four or five, you learn to read. But then after that, you read to learn. And right. if you don't right. get the opportunity to learn to read then you're setting those kids behind. You know, we need to talk about the sciences. I, I think we need to talk about fitness for our kids as well. Mm -hmm. And we need to talk about history and civics, which brings me to this point. You know, we got the Texas State Board of Education mm -hmm. that is about to meet about our Texas education knowledge standards, and they want to get rid of Texas history? Yes, I actually have friends that are down there um, today Yeah, um, doing that. Yeah, It's a radical, radical agenda that is coming after our schools. And everybody's quiet. Yeah. Everybody's quiet. And it takes people like, um, you know, Patriot Mobile has mm -hmm. been coming out and been Glenn helping. Story, great Glenn, guy. And, and Lee, and um, they've been coming out, and they're, like, saying, okay, these things are happening in our schools. Nobody else is doing anything. We're going to help. Like, they put out um, a petition, yeah. Patriot Mobile did, that I sent to all my friends, and it was really quick. All they had to do was put their names on it. And it's being sent to the SBOE. Yeah. 
you know, and so they, they're being helpful that way. And so we kind of need like a leader to tell us parents what to do because we're floundering. Like this is all new to us. We're just moms yeah. trying to raise kids. And, and again, here you came from California two yeah. years ago. We want to get out of this place of tyranny and totalitarianism. So we're going to come to Texas. Then you get to Texas and you find that the State Board of Education wants to eradicate teaching the history. The only state in the United States of America that fought for its independence by itself has a declaration of independence, was a republic before it became a state. Yeah. But we don't want to teach that. But instead, we want to teach LGBTQXYZ. Yeah. Queer theory. Yeah. yeah. All that. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And so is. is that is that really a shock to you as you look behind the curtain and, and you see what's happening here in the Lone Star State? No, no. Really? No, I've just been in it too long now. You know, um, it's, it's really hard when you as a parent know what's going on and a lot of other people don't. Like, um, they just say, oh, you know, the SBOE stuff um, that's happening. Oh, that'll never happen in Texas, you know? And it's like, no, it's it's really happening. It's really happening. Parents need to wake up. And public school is not what it was, you know, seven, eight years ago. It is a totally different beast right now. And what's happening is that they have had, the left has had control of the schools in Texas for so long. So long that now and not being challenged by Republicans. Exactly. In Texas. Exactly. So now when we come in and we flip all these school boards here in Tarrant, they are losing their minds Tarrant County, and yeah. they are fighting us every tooth and nail and they are nitpicking. I bet you they're going to start all these lawsuits. They're going to do everything. Just the way that I compare it is when Trump was elected, the deep state turned yeah. and went against him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is exactly what's happening to our conservative school board um, candidates that just won. But the deep state in Texas is, is a state that, well, this is this great red state. It's this fashion. We had a Republican governor. There's the, squishy the Republic, Republicans. The Republican governor appoints the head of the Texas Educators Administration, Mike Morath. And we've got nine of the 15 members on the State Board of Education, which is kind of close. We yeah. think about six members of the Texas State Board of Education or lefties. This is amazing to me. And so we do have this rot at the core, and mm-hmm. nobody's doing anything And about nobody's it. doing anything. And it's moms like me, and I have a few other girlfriends. Uh, we run a local group that are getting the word out to other parents. And we base everything in factual information. Yeah. We use, um, we've been sending in um, freedom of information requests, yeah. you know, PIAs for the school district. And we just share and share and share to try to wake people up, you know, that that you cannot just blindly drop your kid off at public school anymore. Yeah. You have to be very aware of the curriculum of SEL is mandated in the state of Texas. It is mandated. Yeah. And, how did that happen? Uh, social emotional learning. Social emotional learning. Explain to the people what, what really this so Because folks out there, the left is so good about making something seem Oh, it's harmless. Patient Protection Affordable Care Act. 
Inflation Reduction Act, yeah. social emotional <laughs> learning. Don't you want your kid to have some social emotional learning? No, I want them to understand math. Right. So explain to people really what this SCL is all about. Okay, social emotional learning is um, you know teaching kids how to deal with their feelings, how to breathe, how to direct their anger. Um, but they also have these like little check-in apps that they can check in and say, I'm not feeling great today. And then that goes directly to like a counselor, not to the parent. Okay, then the counselor intervenes and can talk to them. But part of social emotional learning and the head of social emotional learning is a company called Castle, C-A-S-E-L. And they are really the head of the snake. And so they have all these little companies that come off of Castle that make curriculum and programs to put into the schools. Well, what happened was in 2018, SEL turned. It turned into something called transformative SEL. And that started including self-awareness, which means like, I have to be aware that I am next to, you know, somebody that is not my color. Okay. Or um, self-awareness. And then um, they taught things like uh, how to, that's how CRT came in. It was all about, um, you know, injustices, social injustice. Um, And then they also had like a community part of it where they trying to teach kids to become activists. Yeah, that's, I've you know? read that. Yeah, it's and um, I think now social emotional learning got such a bad rap that they're switching it into and they've reformed it into something called oh, mental always, health. Always, always. Yes, and something called mental health. And now Keller ISD, I think, is building three or four crisis counseling centers that are going to be attached to intermediate schools fifth and sixth grade schools so what happens a kid goes to a counselor and says i'm not feeling too good today um i'm questioning my gender um you know my my parents don't want to know about it they're making these huge centers for kids to go but what's amazing to me and then they and then they talk to the counselor and then the counselor affirms them well, what's amazing to me is that when did that become the job of the public school? I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I. I. I think that they voted on this probably in like 2016, 2017, something like that, where they were going to get these crisis counseling centers. And this is taxpayer funds. Yes. Yes. Bonds. Yeah. Bonds. bonds. Raise your taxes. Uh, support the bond. The bond. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And property tax is a big deal here mm-hmm. in Texas. Yep. And that's what it's going towards. Not going towards making sure our kids are better prepared to be critical thinkers and productive members of society through educating them. It's all about touchy-feely indoctrination stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And this is where we are. And I just hope and pray that parents just wake up. And um, I still have one child in public school. Yeah. He is a boy, and he is... Um, He's not very social, like he's kind of in his own box and, you know, doesn't need to be a cool kid or anything. Mm. I went and I sent um, his school and his principal, his vice principal, um, and all of his teachers and his counselors a social-emotional learning opt-out form. And it included, do not survey my child on gender ideology. Do not survey my child on his feelings. Do not survey all this. And they were like, whoa, whoa. They called me like the principal (laughs) was like, what is this? And I'm said, I, it's me. Yeah, don't data bank don't, my child. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, this is where I stand, and you will not do this to my son. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, a year ago, you found the book Gender Queer yes. in the school library system here in Keller ISD. Talk to us about that. Okay. Um, really early in the morning, girlfriend calls me, 6.30. A teacher shared the book to us t- so we could break it, and we're very thankful for her. Um, and um, we contacted the school. They took it off the shelf immediately. They realized, oh, my gosh, we really are, you know, yeah. this is this is porn. And so they took it off the shelf immediately. And um, it was just a small little local, our little local Facebook page. But then I realized, you know what, I need to tweet about this. I really need to get out there. And I did a tweet, and Lib of, Libs of TikTok picked it up and shared it. And it went viral, and it's kind of caused a national firestorm. And I'm um, in what way? Let's talk about that. Uh, well, school districts all across the country are finding out that they have this book. Yeah. Um, I believe Oklahoma just found out that they had it. Yeah. I read something yesterday. Um, you know, parents are are trying to um, you know are sharing pictures of it all across everything, and you know. Parents are, are waking up to these books, but there's a whole nother section was that our district said it was just one book. It was just one book. Oh, yeah, it's just a hustle. It's, it's just, just one book. It's just, yeah. And then we started finding more and mm-hmm. more and more and more. And some of them weren't visually pornographic, but when, but you, the read, pros. Uh, but when you read these books, yeah. I mean, we're talking condom, cotton candy flavored condoms, you know, anal sex. Condoms that have poop on it for our kids to read. And we just couldn't believe it. And so we, this is wrong. It is wrong, morally wrong, to give children sexual content. Well, again, how is it that, you know, these school districts and libraries can have this type of material and present it to, you know, young people or these theories and present it to young people? Because that really... You know, they talk about grooming. That's against the law. You're exposing minors to porn. It's an education loophole. Well, well, that's what I don't understand. How can we have that obscenity exemption loophole here in the state of Texas where we have Republican governor, Republican majority in the state Senate, Republican majority in the state House, you know, the guy that's the head of the Texas Education Association was appointed by the Republican governor. So how is there a loophole in Texas? We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Kent Charnig, and I'm the founder of El Paso County, Colorado Progressive Veterans. Don't worry, we're not crazy tree huggers, but we do have an amazing podcast talking about nothing but the military and veterans. Please check us out, epccpv.org. Thank you. Talk to you soon. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I wish I knew. It, it has something to do with educational value. So it, no value in yeah. teaching the <laughs> I know, exactly. It's, it's a loophole to where, okay, if there's a troubled child, you know, you could show them. You know, you remember those, those little dolls, like where did the bad person touch you? You know, yeah, but that's years different. ago, but that's what they're using that loophole for, is that it's for educational but purposes. But that's criminal investigation. Right. I, I'm not 
I'm not 100% sure. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just nutty. It, it is. It's absolutely nutty. And then when parents come in and try to fight back, you know, we're called racists and bigots and, and uh, we're, you know, uh, getting rid of marginalized people. We're trying to erase them. That's what they tell me all the time. And I'm just like, Look, no. Look, here's the thing. If, if you have a son or daughter that's mm -hmm. confused about yeah. who they are, mm -hmm. you need to deal with that as the mommy and daddy. Right. Okay, we do not need to now construct a system in our schools whereby the, the government takes it upon themselves that we're, we're going to help them to, to get through this. And, and we're going to play along with this facade of gender dysphoria. You know, you have to call them by these pronouns or, or whatever. No. Okay, it's about time that adults start to be adults and parents have to be parents. And, you know, these people in these school systems stop, you know, pushing the parent out of the equation. Because if I had ever come home one day and said to my dad, you know, Dad, I don't think I want to be Alan. I'm thinking about being Aline. It would have been a great conversation. It would have been one way. Okay. Yeah. And then my dad would say, well, who put that idea in your head? Because that idea did not come from our home. Right. And mm -hmm. that's what we have to start looking at. Now, you talked about the flack that you're getting, and we talked about this off camera. You only take flack when you're over the target. Yep. What's some of the pushback you're getting? I, I, because now people are going after you saying, you want to ban the Bible. You oh, that was, that was just a mess. That, that was ridiculous. We did not ban the Bible. What every parent has the opportunity to challenge any book that they want, okay? We were challenging books in the very beginning, um, a lot of books with the really explicit content, and some leftists came in and challenged the Bible. Yeah. Okay? What happened is, is that we have a new board, we have new policies. Any book that was previously challenged under the old board has to be reviewed under the new policies. So the district sent an email saying, pull the books, we're going to review them, and then, you know, somebody tweets, you know, something and um, says, oh, they're pulling the Bible, they're pulling Anne Frank. Those books were previously challenged. They have to go under the new policy, under our new But it was board. a different version of oh, Anne Frank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She was sitting there holding, you know, the real Anne Frank while she's doing her interview. We love her. And, um, and it wasn't even the book that was being challenged. The book that was challenged was the graphic version of Anne Frank. And... Um, if you don't know, Anne Frank, uh, you know, had some sexual things that were not included in her original diary, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, so somebody went in and decided to redo her diary and added these sexual things in, in a graphic way. So that's the issue that parents have to look out for, is a lot of these graphic YA books, young adult books, yeah. can be pretty graphic. Yeah. Um, now, do I think that when I found out that that book was being challenged and me and my group of moms that kind of run this whole spiel, you know, did we feel like it needed to be challenged? No, because it wasn't sexually explicit. It wasn't, it, there were a couple of things about, you know, uh, her being a lesbian or a woman's breast or something like that. But it, it wasn't too bad, especially for high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but that's what caused this firestorm. And those books are back on the shelf because they went through the new policy and librarians went through the new policy and went off of their new policy and said, okay, these books are okay and put them back on the shelf now. And they're currently doing that right now. So it's just, 
you have to, there, our, our board is under attack because, again, the left has owned education for so long. So this is such a huge change for them that they are literally losing their minds. You put a fear of God into them. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you know, people have awakened and they've realized how important, like I said, the school board positions are and the education of their children is, and they're not going to just cede it over to the progressive socialist left. You right. know, I was watching the, um, the hearings that you had at the Keller ISD, mm -hmm. and this one individual, oh. you know, Marty Baker, uh -huh. also from California, we wish he had stayed, <laughs> but he is the youth pastor at Heritage Church of Christ. And here is a youth pastor standing up there and defending pornographic material being exposed to kids in school. It's important at this point to also state that I'm a Christian pastor at a local church located within KISD's boundaries. And I've been so shocked and so saddened at what I've seen and heard happening in our area schools. Policies that remove sexual and gender diverse authors and perspectives. Policies that make teachers and school staff follow protocol that make it less safe for trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming students. By banning or even segregating these writings, you speak clear messages about the value placed on these certain people. But don't force the rest of our kids and students into a segregated society with underrepresentation from an incredible LGBTQIA plus community. Well, I'll tell you what, I have a lot of friends that went to that church and left because it got so woke. And um, I'll tell you this, there are squishy conservatives and there are squishy Christians, yeah. squishy Christians that are like, we just have to love everybody and we, we need to just be silent. And, um, where's that going to get you? Exactly. Exactly. We are fighting against something and they are going after our children right now. Yeah. You need to wake up Christians. Yeah. They're coming after our children, put on the armor of Christ and go and speak the Lord's truth. Well, it, it says in Romans 12 and 2 that you're not supposed to conform to the world. Right. But you're supposed to transform it mm -hmm. through the mind of God, which operates within you. And, and I just don't understand, you know, I go by churches down in South Dallas. They got big Black Lives Matter banners mm -hmm. on them. What does Black Lives Matter, an organization founded by two avowed social Marxists, right. have to do with the black church or any church? And so I just really don't understand how churches and pastors, I mean, this guy's a youth pastor. Uh, youth pastor. Marty Baker, youth pastor, Heritage Church of Christ. Is it here in Keller? Uh, I believe so, or somewhere close, yeah. Dude. Yes. I don't want you around youth. Right. Because he's talking about indoctrinating them. Mm-hmm. And, and he's confused. Right. And, and what the scariest part of this is, is all these adults affirming these children, girls are cutting their breasts off. I know. Yeah. Okay. Girls are taking parts of their skin off of their arms to make penises. This is real. And people don't, and just because MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, all these news places don't want to tell people about this. So where do you know, you got to go to other podcasts to look for it and actually get the truth. The mainstream media has done a disservice to our society and it's horrible. But it's not just that. I mean, we could not get legislation passed 
to ban child gender modification and really mutilation surgeries mm -hmm. here in the state of Texas. And now we find out that there are medical uh, centers and medical schools here in Texas that are teaching these procedures I know. in medical school. I know. And these oh. are children. They're children. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was a total tomboy. I was a swimmer, like, you know, didn't wear makeup and anything like that. Yeah. If, if that was me back then, I mean, and they took me to a crisis counseling center, I may not be a mother of four today. Yeah. You know, it's just, they're kids. They're, leave them alone. There's leave a the war kids on alone. our children. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And people need to wake up to born it. Born and unborn. Yeah. There's a war mm -hmm. on our children. And, and, you know, when people talk, you know, when the Democrats say, we're going to run on abortion. Okay, really? <laughs> the, the most important thing to you is a political movement, a political party, is murdering unborn children by dismemberment. And if they do get a chance to survive, now you want to screw up their minds with all this gender dysphoria. You want to take them to drag shows, which, again, I don't understand where the CPS was here in Texas. When you're taking kids to drag shows, I mean, that's once again exposing them to obscenities and, and things that, you know, go against the law. I mean, they're, they're minors. Right. So as we close, what gives you hope? What do you see the path ahead and path forward? Um, what gives me hope? Um, the, the parents waking up yeah. and um, more parents getting involved. We, we can't do this alone. We need more dads. Dads, get involved. Please get involved. Men, yeah. stand up for your kids. Don't leave this all up to us. Um, Government's done a good job of minimizing and neutralizing men, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they have. They have. And, um, or if you have a wife that's doing it, support her, you know, 100%. Yeah. Um, what gives me hope is that we have, are waking people up so people understand the truth of what's going on. And I just pray, I pray to God every single day that this just doesn't happen to our children. I, yeah. I, to be honest with you, it's going to be really tough the next four years. Um, we had a chance. Um, we had a chance at, I mean, the, at the primaries. I, it, I, don't, I don't think people understand. You know, and I'll be very honest. I'm saying this is evil. When you have a president of the United States of America that says he is going to cut off school lunch funding, mm -hmm if school districts don't accept and, and start promulgating and proliferating this gender dysphoria, you know, social, emotional, all of this crap, instead of focusing on our education, you want to starve children? That's evil. And, and again, parents, moms, dads, when you're going to stand up and, you know, put on your big boy and big girl pants and realize that you cannot allow that to happen. And so I will tell you that, you know, my hope is always in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just think that eventually right does prevail over wrong and, and, and over evil. I pray. But, but we've got to light some fires under people. And what I'm so appreciative for you is that it ain't about the politician. America is about ordinary people that do extraordinary things. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, Kathy. Thanks. And that's why I'm so glad to have you here on the Steadfast and Loyal podcast, because you are steadfast and you are loyal. You're loyal to our fundamental 
Judeo-Christian principle and values. You're loyal to your children. You're loyal to the community. And I just want to encourage you to stay the course and keep fighting. And if you need an old paratrooper, you know, okay. I'll be right there arm in arm with you. Okay, sounds good. All I right. like it. God bless Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And all the parents out there, let's go. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us here at the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. If you have liked this interview, please hit that like button and share it with others. This is a critical issue for us here in America because this is about our future generations. And if we continue to allow the progressive socialist left, the Marxists, the statists, the communists, to attack and assail our children, to confuse our children, to, to murder and dismember them in the womb, and then if they're lucky to survive, then take them down this path, this road of perdition? No. So when I was growing up, biological male, you competed against biological males. Right. Only a punk would want to compete against a female and only a very confused society would elevate that individual and say they're a hero. Not here at the Steadfast and Law Podcast. We honor people like Kathy May and those who will make a stand. God bless you all. Good night. Before they burn it down